0: Oh, hello, I am Matt Williamson coming at you for the last time this week. If the Steelers do something exciting over the weekend, I will uh, do the best I can to uh, react to that. But it's mostly dig into your war room, build your draft board type of time here in the NFL. I've been a part of that. It's a grueling. Nah, it's not grueling. It's awesome. It's a long day, but it's you know 12 hour days. Today's running back day, you know, and then you get a break and maybe work out, get some lunch, whatever. But it's a long day. And um, then you start... You know, position coaches are in there and all that good stuff as well. So, two things I want to talk about, and I just can't get this off my mind, is the interior O line situation for the Steeler visits. I keep harping on this, and I'm going to change, and I'm going to link that in with this James Daniels rumor, which I put no credence in whatsoever either. So, as mentioned earlier in the week, they're bringing in Osiris Torrance, Steve Avila, Chandler Zavala. John Michael Schmitz and Cody Mock, all of whom look like day two, day one picks, interior O-lineman. and everyone is responding, I've been asked this on Twitter a hundred times. So now there's this rumor they're gonna trade James Daniels. Well, let's address that first. That is such a non-stealer thing to do. Give him a nice signing bonus, bring him in, very successful first year, young, affordable now, stability on the right side from right tackle to center. Why on earth would you move on from your best lineman from a year ago? Like that adds up zero to me. Uh, And to follow that up, I mean, okay, yeah, they brought in two guards, but those guys can do other things as well depth there's important. I think they're not very happy with Dotson. I think they adore Daniels. Why on earth would you trade him for a third or fourth round pick, pick up a couple million in cap space, and create another need? Just because you love Osiris Torrance or whatever. So, maybe they do love Osiris Torrance. I, te- I know teams do love him. I could see him going to Washington before the Steelers even pick. I think he's one of the safer prospects in a draft that's... You're pretty happy with a leadoff double in the first round in this draft. And... What I did know, and I should have told you before, they've had this this, this uh, visit with with Torrance scheduled for quite a long time, even before they they signed Salamalo. So, why cancel it? Get to know the young man. Maybe you play against him. Maybe he's there at thirty two, and you can't believe it, and you just draft him anyway, even though you don't need a guard. I don't think they project him to tackle. You know, I don't think they project Salamalo to tackle. Although I don't think that's as crazy as people think. But these other names I mentioned, Avelia has all kinds of center capabilities and is as good a center as he is a guard and showed it at the senior bowl. Same is true for John Michael Schmitz. He is a center that can play guard. That adds up, you know, I mean, again, we're talking about pick 32 or the second round in general. Cody mock, as I told you guys earlier in the week, some of these players, you just have a question on period. Like, We have 90% of his report done, but I need to really figure this out. Is Mock a center? He did a little bit of that at Senior Bowl. He was a tackle at North Dakota State. Personally, I think he's a guard, but he's not a Torrance or mash-your-face Herbig-type guard. He's much more of a movement player. So the Steelers might be trying to quiz him and get every bit of information of maybe he's a center for Pittsburgh. Okay, that adds up. That's not a guard bringing him in. And Zavalia, I talked about yesterday, I'm sure he kind of came out of nowhere by their standards, you know, certainly by the media standards in that he wasn't highly regarded, blows up his pro day. So let's get him in here. I mean, I bet that guy's taking trips all over the NFL right now because teams are scrambling. That's an offensive lineman with all kinds of traits. And he, his, his protection and his, you know, his, his uh, uh, tape was pretty good at NC State, but there were injuries. Let's get him in here. We need to find out more. You know, so I bet they're one of a bazillion teams trying to do everything they can to get more information on Zavalia. So maybe I jumped the gun. I know a lot of people jumped the gun at one, two, three, four, five, quote, interior offensive linemen. But if three of them are only being looked at through the Steelers' eyes as maybe your long-term center, one of them is just a dude you need to learn a lot more about. And one of them is Torrance, who you had something scheduled and they probably really, really like his tape. It adds up a little bit more, you know? So who knows? Um, uh, That's just the way I'm unpeeling this thing, the more I think about it. Uh, We'll be back in a minute and then we'll do a little general thing that I think was kind of interesting here as well. Okay, the Pro Football Focus folks put out an article today that I thought was really interesting. So, Pro Football Focus started doing college stuff back in 2014. I can't believe it's been that long. You know, that they started doing grades, rankings, draft stuff, all that back in 14. I guess, I don't know when they started as a company, I don't remember, whatever. But they ranked, and the Steelers aren't neither of these, sorry, but... I did still, still find it interesting that they ranked the best five drafting teams for first-round picks only in that time frame, 2014 to now, and the worst five. And it's pretty interesting to me. Their best five, the Packers, and, and the Packers, they're all first-round picks are defense except for Jordan Love. Demarius Randall, Kenny Clark, Jari Alexander, Rashawn Gary, Darnell Savage, Love – Stokes, and Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt. Not a ton kind of star power there, but pretty darn solid. I mean, to hit and get starters with most of those picks in that time frame, those are all their first-round picks, and they get two extra ones, which don't, doesn't hurt. It's really solid. You know, the Packers have done well. Carolina's next. They've done well. Iki Iguanu last year, J.C. Horn the year before, Derek Brown before that, Brian Burns before that. I think those guys are all foundational players for this new quarterback, this new regime. DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey were the two picks before that, both of whom are allowing them to go get their quarterback. The McCaffrey trade gave them a ton of picks. DJ Moore was part of the Bears deal. So those guys, not only did they get a lot of good football out of Moore and McCaffrey, but they got stuff for the next generation. So great stuff there by Carolina. A team that I don't think gets nearly the credit they deserve. And I think it's a lot of just because it's Jerry Jones and people think he's this tyrant and high flashy owner and all that, and he's, you know, not a football guy. The Cowboys draft really well. And I, I've often said this on a lot of outlets. They don't get the credit they deserve. Here's what they've done some then Byron Jones, Zeke Elliott, Taco Charlton, Miss, Leighton Van Der Esch, CeeDee Lamb, Micah Parsons, Tyler Smith. That's really good drafting. I mean, people, part of the reasons I want to bring this up, though, is everyone's always critical of the Steelers. A lot of you guys, don't get me wrong, because, wow, they missed on Artie Burns or they missed on this guy. You know, we're looking at the best first-round pick teams in the league since 2014, and none of those are Hall of Famer after Pro Bowl or after All-Star after Great Player. I mean, just hitting doubles year after year goes a long way. And trust me, the Steelers are much closer to the top five than the bottom five. Lions, Lions since 2014. Lakin and Tomlins and Taylor Decker, Gerard Davis, that's a miss. Frank Ragnow, but three out of four years, they went offensive line. Hawkinson, Akuda, Penny Sewell, another offensive lineman. Last year, Hutchinson, Jamison Williams. Why is this team on the upbeat? Because they've drafted really well, especially in the trenches. The Chargers are next. They're such a disappointing team organization really going back to Fouts Rivers now Herbert. Nobody supports their quarterback worse, I think, and then the Chargers. And they have three star quarterbacks in my lifetime. But they've drafted Zion Johnson, Rashawn Slater, Herbert. What a pick Herbert is. Kenneth Murray's a miss. Tillery's a miss. Derwin James, Mike Williams, Joey Bosa, Melvin Gordon. My point is this team should be better. And they went on a huge spending spree last offseason. Khalil Mack, JC Jackson, But it's a lot of flash, and it's not a lot of substance. And they're drafting well. They should be better. I just think they should be better. These worst five are scary. So the Raiders are the last. I think there's two teams that stand alone as the worst two drafting teams since 2014. And the Raiders are worse because they have three extra picks during that time, too. So Amari Cooper in 2015, good pick. How about the rest of these dudes? Carl Joseph, Jerry and Conley. Colton Miller's a very good pick. He's a strong left tackle for them. Cleveland Farrell just left the team. Josh Jacobs was a good pick. Jonathan Abram, Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett, Alex Leatherwood. That's been their first round picks since 2015. Cooper was a good pick. Miller was a good pick. Jacobs was a good pick. Cooper's on him with the team. He got, he yielded them some of these other extra first round picks that they missed on. Brutal. I mean, how, how's that team winning? eight-ish games going to the playoffs the last couple of years. I, I don't know. Same is true for the Patriots. I mean, since 2014, they only made six first-round picks, two of which were in 2018. This is what the Patriots have added in the first round since 2014. Malcolm Brown, Isaiah Wynn, who's still unemployed, Sony Michelle, Nakiel Harry, Mac Jones, Cole Strange. Pretty darn bad. I mean, that's not as early a picks as the Raiders. But that's still pretty horrific. Seattle's been really bad, but maybe they turned their corner last year. Charles Cross was last year's first-round pick. Really good class. They always do goofy things like take LJ Collier and Rashad Penny. But they've been brutal lately, too. The Bears. I mean, the Bears only made five first-round picks since 2014. Kevin White, Leonard Floyd, Mitch Trubisky, Roquan, Justin Fields. You're running five first round picks in that whole stretch. That's that's awful hard to be good. No wonder you're picking first overall. Last team to talk about, and we'll wrap this thing up the Cardinals. Cardinals are weird, too, because, I mean, DJ Humphreys is is fine. He's starting left tackle. And then DJ, the defense tackle, is a total bust. But then they went with three positionless defensive players Hassan Redick, who's great for the Eagles, great for the Panthers was bad for the Cardinals because they didn't know how to use them. Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins, so the same situation. So Collins, Simmons, and Redick are all these, is he a linebacker? Is he an edge? Is he a safety? What is he? Well, they seem to use them all wrong, and other teams use them right. I mean, at least that's very true with Reddick. And then they went back-to-back quarterbacks, Rosen, Murray. I'm not going to say Murray's a bad pick, but their last five picks have been positionless defensive players or quarterbacks. So I'm not sure that they're brutal. They're not the Patriots and the Raiders, which somehow are able to still win games. But those are the, the you know, when you want to be critical of the Steelers for, uh eh, their drafting hasn't been great. Well, first of all, they draft later in the first round than most of these teams on average, you know, certainly during Kevin's time here. And there's not many misses. And the best ones aren't as good as you think, is really my point. So thanks. Uh, I will be back on Monday to talk some more stuff. All right, over and out.